0: Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. Today we're going to share the experience of Penny from enderf.org. Penny says, I was given a mild anesthetic for minor oral surgery and apparently passed out. This was not supposed to happen, and the nurse was very worried and alarmed when I finally regained consciousness. While I was unconscious, I had what seemed like a strange dream. I experienced a feeling of traveling quickly down a long tunnel. This was somewhat disorienting or dizzying. The only thing I can think of to describe the feeling of this is the effect of watching a spinning red and white pinwheel and feeling as if i was spiraling along a tunnel this may sound silly but it was like the effect employed by old television programs to indicate traveling back in time after traveling through the tunnel i arrived in a small white luminescent room this room evoked a feeling of being in a small reception room a place of many visitor a, a place to receive many visitors i felt joy happiness an overwhelming love. My grandfather greeted me. He had passed away two years earlier. My grandfather was a wonderful person, very loving, down to earth, a fabulous sense of humor, everything anyone could ever want a grandpa to be. Yes, I loved him a lot. There was only one thing he couldn't do. During his lifetime, he never had an opportunity to learn how to read. I mention this because after my grandfather met me in the receiving room we began walking and talking of course and we eventually arrived in a large room that looked like a library. This room was huge, Colosseum scale, with bookcases and books everywhere, floor to ceiling. I had the sense that this library room essentially went on forever with unending nooks and crannies. As my grandfather talked to me, we were able to float up to higher levels in this great library. As we floated along, my grandfather was pulling volumes off shelves and skimming text. I was astounded by this because I knew my grandpa could not read. I began asking him questions, and he told me that all things would be revealed to me in time. But this was not my time. I was not supposed to be there yet. He comforted me and told me not to be afraid i had been somewhat scared when i traveled down the tunnel i then woke up a nurse was leaning over me with a very worried look on her face she said that was not supposed to happen i felt very confused and asked the nurse is it over now i did not tell anyone of this experience for many months it all seemed so strange and very personal I did eventually share this with my grandmother, and we both cried. We both felt that this was exactly the kind of thing my grandfather would do. He was so kind, loving, and caring during his lifetime, and it made perfect sense to us that he would be my guide or guardian angel. Even though this experience happened over ten years ago, it is still very profound. It still makes me cry okay let's talk about this experience very interesting so she goes to the other side first off this uh pinwheel effect uh, this you know old television programs indicating traveling back in time i (laughs) i was i was talking to my wife we were watching a episode of doctor who you know the new episodes and i think it was the 10th doctor one of the 10th doctor episodes that we were watching and and i just in passing said you know from the description I get of what the tunnel looks like, that uh, that time vortex that the uh, TARDIS is passing through in the introduction of the show every week, very much sounds like what the tunnel's supposed to look like. And that's kind of what I thought of a little bit with the old television programs to indicate traveling through time. In fact, probably the old Doctor Who episodes might have been even more so, I'm not sure. Um, but that effect of the of the old style, you know, you know, going through time um, kinds of things is what it reminded Penny of. And that's interesting because it makes me think, I don't know, how do they come up with these ideas for these science fiction fantasy kinds of shows? Where do they get the idea for their imagery? I mean, are they just like, let's just do something psychedelic, you know, Or are they like, you know, that old tradition that I heard from my grandma or that old thing that I heard from this and this book of tunnels and and traveling through, you know, the universe and so forth, maybe we should try to make it look like that. And then, of course, once the first ones start doing it, everybody else is going to be like, remember that old show? That was great, that effect they had. Let's do something like that, but let's expand on it and change it and whatever. I don't know. It's just a thought, but uh, it kind of makes you wonder with some of these things of warp speed and uh, and traveling through time. It's kind of become the uh, the kind of a quintessential image of you know, shooting through a tunnel of sorts. We've been watching, for example, the uh, uh, Stargate Atlantis show and every time they pass through the Stargate and they're zipping through this tunnel um, I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder if that's what it looks like when you get to the other side. Anyway, kind of fun. I find it interesting that she ends up in the library. I, I, I don't know if this is the Temple of Learning or if this is some other library, but clearly libraries are a thing on the other side. We keep coming across them, places of learning, of books, of study. And this sounds like she's she's like astounded at the size of this library. And it's just like going up i guess i this isn't the first time i've heard of this uh, the uh this you know library that goes up seemingly forever um with books and books and books and books but um they're floating along and pulling books off the shelf and reading them and she's amazed because her grandfather in his lifetime could not read and here he was reading and she wanted to ask him more but she he's like you know. Not everything's going to be revealed to you at this time because it's not your time yet. But it'll be, it'll come. And so that's something we have to look forward to. I think there's going to be a lot of answers that we will receive when we get to the other side. I look forward to that. <laughs> I can tell you. Very much look forward to it. She gets back, doesn't tell anybody about it because she's afraid of what they're going to think as well as it feeling very personal. And... Um, That is totally understandable. Totally understandable. So, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can do so by either emailing neardeathexperiencepodcast at gmail.com or by calling 970-NDECAST. If you do call that number, it'll give you three minutes. And if you get cut off after three minutes, just call back. It's just an answering machine. So you'll be able to um, just, you know, you won't have to worry about talking to a person um, it'll just be a machine, and then we can patch it together to put on the podcast. Um, or if you just wanted to say a few things, just and you don't want it on the podcast, just say so in the message or, or the email, whatever. Just say, you know, you don't have to share this on the podcast, but I just wanted to say whatever, uh, and that's great. Or if you wanted to ask a question and just keep it anonymous, just say, just keep it anonymous for me. And uh, and that'll work great. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by either going to Patreon.com/ndeCast and becoming an ongoing monthly contributor, um, by which you will also be able to access an additional episode of the show every week, as well as uh, have access to a free ebook copy of my book, Life in the Spirit World. So with that, thank you all of you so much again for listening.